When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to episode 51, 51, season 7 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined with Barty. Hello. How you doing? And Dan Kilpatrick of ESPN. And the Tottenham Way. And the Tottenham Way. Back. I feel like I'm cheating on my girlfriend repeatedly this weekend. (laughs) As long as I don't get caught. Um, I mean, this is, I mean, that's not true. That's not, (laughs) that isn't the, you know, I mean, it's not the message you should be sending out. I mean, are you a proponent of that? If you don't get caught, it didn't happen? No, you shouldn't do it. If you're in a different postcode, it doesn't mean anything. But what we might do to him is like Russian spying, like poison him. So. a bit soon, isn't it? <laughs> are we making jokes about that? I don't know. Are they, they, are they alive? I don't know. They're alive. Yeah. They're alive. Yeah, All right. Until I mean, I'm sure if they make a full recovery, well, if, it's I, fine. if I don't come back on, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what would be your choice of? Um, actually, leave it. What uh, <laughs> spider? What would be your choice of poison? I don't know. As long as it was delivered by a really hot Russian female spy I would I would go out that way I wouldn't mind um, Tatiana or something like that. that that kind of misogyny works well because uh, Spurs sent out a um, a question <laughs> a question on question their there. on their personnel uh, on their, on their uh, a questionnaire to the uh, US fans and um, we've got a question in from which one is it? It's that one, no. Oh, 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 Spurs, it wasn't a question, just T put it in, in, in the run order. Um, Spurs apologised for survey asking if a woman's place is in the home. What's, what's, the, what's the deal there? What, I mean, what could they, is it a mistake? Is it a, an error by some sort of... In, what? You're both looking at me. Oh, well, I mean, I, 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 yeah, it's, I think it was a, I do actually know. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so how, how do you know? Because I've read it on the internet. Yeah, me too. I think it was a... Um, a survey for US fans right. about how you know their general love of Spurs and love of football, mm-hmm. but done on Spurs' behalf by a third party. Yeah, and so Spurs obviously didn't vet the questions that, that this company was sending. Insane to Spurs. as well, didn't it? And this is a question that this third party uses. They, they apparently they use this to judge people's reactions. So is there a method behind that type of question? Probably, but they shouldn't. Spurs should have. Someone should. Uh, Spurs should have double checked the questionnaire before they. Oh, of course that. they should. <laughs> I mean, it goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, it, it. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what they're gaining from it. I, I, I guess there's some sort of sociological thing that they could get from it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know where the, the third party company, if that's true. Was, was coming from? They have. They refused to comment so far. Who have the third party? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet they have. Can you imagine Levy when he come through to him? He, what the fuck? Do you, I, do you, do you not think he I've got? Probably, no- he was probably thinking about. Hmm. He was still pondering which one to select. <laughs> do you not? Do you not think I've got enough to worry about? I'm trying to build a big fucking stadium here. Yeah. What's going on? Um, yeah, weird one. Um, just a quick apology because we haven't put a podcast out in ten days, which is. The longest 
we've the, the, that we haven't put a podcast in during season time since we started, yeah. and it's not good enough. Ultimately, well, it's um, all your fault. It is my fault. Uh, last Thursday, we had our uh, the, the studio was being used, so we had no nowhere to record, and then on Monday got stuck. In, um, in Wiltshire which wasn't too bad because I was due to be on on Thursday and I'm still not over it but I was really yeah. completely you, you was kind of alluding to the fact that you didn't want to do it but you <laughs> will for the fighting cock you didn't want to come in and talk about no, you no. It's, it's almost like dealing with a death of a, of, a, of a relative that you could it just happened and it's still every time you think about it it's still there and it, it, every day as every day passes it, it alleviates a little bit but it's still on my mind because um, um, Cruyff said um, Italian teams can't beat you but you can lose to them and I think that just summed up Wednesday perfectly that we lost to them but they didn't beat us that kind of thing good quote I mean they did beat us I mean it's a good quote it doesn't make much sense yeah but we didn't lose to them but they beat us because ultimately I mean you, what do you mean you mean like um, that we controlled the, of the two games we controlled the majority other than maybe 13 right. minutes of the match and we lost a tie in 13 minutes out of 180 true and we conceded four goals in that 13 minutes yeah and uh, it's probably down to naivety and it's probably something that Pochettino would learn from and um, Wednesday was a massive learning lesson that Wednesday was a massive learning lesson for everybody involved it was we don't need to focus on it actually were you, were you in the mix zone after the game uh, uh, I was then? yeah um, how, how were the players we've seen some of the reports in the press but to be face to face with some of them yeah they were, they were really down actually Sonny stopped and yeah. he was the most oh Chesney stopped uh, not that oh, you care about that no. but what? Johnny was really down actually he said he said he wasn't going to sleep tonight he was like it was really quiet in there and a lot of disappointment I mean, he did get the feel that it was more than a defeat for them it's important it more, than the, you know, more than the run of the mill kind of you know, yeah. lead defeat it's important though for, the, for them to react that way the disappointment uh, if, they're, if they're kind of all laughing and, and, and changing shirts at the end that they it says, it says something about the character of the team that they reacted in that way that they they it, they weren't there to just take part they they felt that they'd done enough to to get past what was an incredible UV side yeah completely and I think even before the game I got the feeling that the Spurs players actually really fancied their chance in the Champions League I know it sort of seems slightly yeah. mad now but you'd ask them about you know well, how important is the FA Cup this year and they'd say something like oh but you know there's another trophy we've got our eyes on and that was in the weeks building up to the game and I think they genuinely thought that, that they could go really far and even win it so you look at who's left especially, especially I was going to say that competitions kind of opened up you could, if you get Sevilla or Roma they're kind of two reasonably weak teams yeah and before you know you're in the semi-final well we'll know on Friday who we would have got if you're still interested but I've got a kind of morbid curiosity about who, who we would have got next and you know if Juve draw Liverpool or City that, would, that wouldn't uh, I would have hated that I wouldn't have enjoyed those games at all if we'd have got Sevilla you know I mean Shakhtar if, no not Shakhtar Roma went through if Liverpool gets Sevilla I'm going to be like the heartbroken oh mate it'd be terrible wouldn't it yeah. it'll be up to you want I, want I mean out of all the I don't want any of the English teams to win but it's got to be Man City because you can kind of excuse that you can get it you can get rid of it can't you you mm-hmm. can think right well of course you're going to win it but if Liverpool somehow win it and they could it'd be unbearable yeah um, every Tuesday the fighting cock is on Love Sport Radio it's a brand new a radio station uh, that's been set up to rival TalkSport. Um, we're on from seven till nine, talking all things Spurs. Um, we've been there for two weeks now, but they're doing a proper launch next week. Uh, 
also uh, anyone who bought Dembele t-shirts that have been dispatched by t-shirts should have them um, pretty I mean maybe this week or, or, or next they're, they're all on their way great that you've timed the Dembele release t-shirts just as his form <laughs> tapered off a yeah. little bit I mean you know, we, I, I knew it wasn't going to last uh, actually no, I, I thought you did okay against Bournemouth he wasn't our best stand-up player um, did you fear when Kane went off injured like the ball went in and I was disappointed that it weren't a goal though he was offside um, I, I, I was scared more about how Bournemouth were playing <coughs> rather than Kane's injury um, they were one up they'd hit the bar they missed, missed an open goal and they were really getting at us and Kane was um, Kane was almost in like a kind of Juventus mode where they were blocking him off he couldn't get the ball he was kind of squeezed out and then I think when we were down to 10 men where they were still assessing Kane, all of a sudden it seemed to open up for us. Mm. So the fact that he then replaced Kane with Lamella made me kind of hopeful. And we pretty much scored like a few minutes after Kane got substituted. Yeah, great ball in from Oriel down the right-hand side. His crossing wasn't great. Wayward. It was, but um, you know, if you get one assist a game, yeah. even if all of the other crosses... You know, failed that that, that cross the, the square to Deli Ali was perfect, and it came. And he had a defender to take out. Sorry, and it came from Lamella and Son linking up, mm. and then going into places where Kane perhaps wouldn't have gone. I I wrote a blog this week saying it's ridiculous. We're not a better team without Kane, of course not, but we're a different team. And all of a sudden, by Kane getting injured, we gave Bournemouth something to think about, and we outmanned them in, mid- in midfield, and they were they couldn't handle us after that. Um, Dan, what do you think about that? The fact that Kane went out injured, it meant that we weren't playing around him. We weren't everything we did wasn't aimed at getting the ball to him, but mm. was actually more about how well those forward four players could move and kind of create confusion by by movement. Yeah, I definitely think there's something to that, and I think. The story of that game was obviously Kane's injury because it's Kane and it just was. But actually, what emerged afterwards was, for me, really impressive and maybe more of a story. The fact that as soon as Kane went off, Spurs scored. I think it was literally a minute later. Um, As soon as Ali went off with fatigue in the second half, we got the third goal and it was like the squad responding to those setbacks and showing really good character really good spirit and, and just kind of getting on with things I think at 1-0 down when Kane limped off it was easy to think oh shit we've just gone out of the Champions League uh, you know this, is, this yeah. season suddenly going off the rails here but instead it was like Lamella came on did give Bournemouth something different to think about I think Ali and Son both kind of rotated between the, the number nine mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I, th- I think it was just really impressive the way that happened. It reminded me a little bit about how um, uh, Liverpool play. You know, they had a false nine. Yeah. Um, Firmino dropping in, giving uh, Atten as a foil for Salah. Um, he kind of offered that opportunity to Son, to Deli Ali, to, to Lamella to get break forward if, if the opportunity presented itself. Yeah, for sure. The Liverpool free, uh, the trio have more legs than us, but I think we, where we lack it in pace who match it maybe in intelligence and it's not the first time Son and Lamella have played well up front like that um, when Man City came to White Hart Lane last year they were on like a 10 or 11 game winning streak and we had no Kane and it was those two that took um, City apart so I'm fairly confident that it's that we could be okay in these four weeks that Kane's out yeah so the Kane injury that the, they can't come through today uh, it looks like it's between four and six weeks they're saying that he'll be ready to train next month which is quite it's ambiguous. quite vague, isn't it? Yeah, it is vague, because the, there's five weeks in it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the noises seem to be that it's more similar 
to the Millwall one he did last year in the Sunderland one. How long was he out for then after Millwall? Almost exactly a month. He right. missed just three games, but it was a, it was almost a year to the day. Yeah. At Bournemouth, I think it was a day earlier. It was March 12th rather than March 13th or whatever. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, so yeah. It, it looks like it. Whereas the Sunderland one was, I think, six weeks or seven and a half weeks, something like that. So it looks like it's going to be more like three or four weeks. Um, and again, as last year, you got the international break in there to absorb it. So it's it kind of the best of times and the worst of times, really, because it's good that he's missing two England games, not two Spurs games, mm-hmm. but the games he's missing, Swansea and Chelsea, it does feel like... Very important. Well, yeah, they're not make... Well, Swansea's make or break in terms of the FA Cup, obviously, and... and uh, Chelsea does feel like it you know, could be a potential top four decider or, or one you sort of look back on at the end and say that was the one yeah but it's, it's kind of weird the timing that we're going to go away to Swansea and if, if you saw Swansea's stats on the weekend they had like 20% possession against um, Huddersfield and I know they had 10 men but they just kind of kind of fill the box and pretty much where Kane would play there'd be like eight players around him so it might be in a weird way it's not a bad game to not have Kane in he might not have even started as well we just don't know what Poch is going to do yet I think yeah. Vaughan will start and that could have been one oh, where he's like former club Lorente yeah. scored, scored there in January when, when Kane wasn't fit and he might have played anyway so I, I mean I really don't want to see Lorente play I know you don't we'll, 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 we'll have a chat about Lorente um, I think uh, uh, given how well Sun played in, in filling that hole that Harry Kane yeah. left you know, you can't see him not starting. He's become such an important player for Spurs. He has been, actually, for for the last two two seasons. You know, he scored twenty plus goals last year. He's well on his way to doing that again. Um, I don't know how many goals he's got in all competitions this year. It must be around fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, you know, I know he's got. That, yeah. I know he's got eleven in the league. So, um, it. At the end of the game, or when he scored his fourth goal, the the away support were kind of singing his name. And he, he hasn't had a song, and he deserves one. And I think good it's, song. It is the, well, it's um, fit, nice one. Cyril, Cyril. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's kind of fitting that that. He was really happy about that for, for a mixed own story. <laughs> I asked him about it afterwards, and he was just. He's just a genuinely nice man. He was genuinely very happy, and he was like, "Oh, I'm so thankful. I'm so pleased." That, you know, oh. he's so likable, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's just—he's like grinning his tits off, just yeah. really. Oh, I'm so thankful. But the whole—the whole means so much to me, and I, I really love it. And I saw a video on Twitter of him kind of, sort of crossing his arms, That's kind right. of nodding <laughs> his head, and then like being quite a boss and just but, really lapping it up. Yeah, yeah. But then he kind of thumped, thumped the badge. I know it doesn't mean much, but it's nice when you yeah, see one nice, of your players do. Honigstein on um, Totally Football Show was saying that Leverkusen actually thought they kind of mugged us off with Sun. That they thought we'd bought overpaid for him, and we'd heard we'd bought a, um, a forward player who was a bit kind of like on and off, hot and cold, and not as consistent. But somehow at Spurs, he's turned well, into. When we paid twenty two million pounds, it was a loss of money. I think we were all, none of us had heard of him, but I hadn't certainly heard of him. Mm. Um, twenty two million pound for a, a player coming out of the east, playing for a German side an unfancied sort of workman-like German mm. side to to pay £22 million pound, you thought I don't know who is this guy but you kind of yeah. trusted that you got it right and he, he's become he's been sensational yeah so I hate to give him any credit but Windy made a very good point alright I was going to put him out no, 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 I, like, <laughs> I hate to give Windy any credit yeah. but, no, don't. but he made the point that um, a few weeks ago or maybe a few months ago more like Som was the kind of player you th- fancy to miss a one-on-one 
like he had that reputation for being a bit, a bit of a bottler when he had yeah. time like time was an enemy of some yeah. and he was really good at half chances like the, the sensational finishes but he was bad when he had a lot of thinking space yeah. and he's really banished that reputation in the space of you know the last couple of months composure yeah, and now. against Huddersfield that's and Bournemouth right. just spat all over Dan well, that's what I do. I'm really sorry that's take out your mouth no it's very nice <laughs> <laughs> I apologise yeah, I'm very very sorry you're banned for eight pods yeah I mean, <laughs> if you you know if you was a 14 year old girl I would definitely apologise yeah um, I've lost my train now but yeah, yeah against, against Bournemouth and Huddersfield he had one on ones and he just kind of you know, got his head up, skipped yeah. around the keeper, and made it look really, really easy. And, and he's suddenly now a kind of player who, if he is clean through one on one with the keeper, you think, I actually, I fancy him to score this. Mm. And I think a few months ago, you wouldn't have said that. Yeah, going around the goalkeeper seemed to go out of fashion for a while. People just didn't do it. But I, I do like it, especially when you leave him sprawling there like a, a beetle that's been put on their back. So it is good that he's bringing that skill back. Um, it was massive credit to Lamella who made that run that drew the, uh, the defender away. What? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was all right. What? No, no. Maybe, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, all right. So massive well credit. No, I'm, I'm always up for giving Lamella some credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, all, right, all right. No, I'll, I'll take your point. Maybe saying massive credit. I mean, he did a run that was quite fast. Did a good run. But... What 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 would have been a problem with whoever that defender was tracking him back, yeah. and the goalkeeper would have enabled them to shape up in a different way. Mm. That defender had to go with Lamella because that ball was square. And what Son did, which was which was there's two things he did that were very clever and cute. Was one, it looked like he was shaping up to pass, yeah. and then he dragged it towards the keeper, and then just to roll it past the keeper was, was superb. What, what, what did you think about Lamella's inclusion? Because he's kind of he continues to divide opinion. Personally, I think he's. I love. I love him. I love him when he comes on. He did that 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 little run down the yeah. on the on the line, which he loves to do. You know, kind of unsuspecting kind of roll of the ball and move towards the touchline when there's only a few yards to go. Yeah. But he, he he takes a he takes a defender out of position or off balance and creates a really dangerous situation. Very rarely does it ever come to a goal. But yeah, and that's my point. That's my problem with Lamella. I I think his goal threat level is really low. He doesn't. I'm never convinced he's going to score a goal, even when he has a um, a good chance. He seems to um, either delay or be unwilling to take the shot on his right foot. Yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a big fan of Lamella. And, I, and again, it's testament to how good Son's been. That I think even before the Juve home leg, mm-hmm. that, that was a bit of a debate. You know, should Son or Lamella start? Yeah. Lamella obviously offers something a bit different, a bit of kind of shithousery, yeah. a bit of intensity, a bit of guile. Um, but you know, just a few games on, or in fact, just just a game on. Given what Son did against Juve, given what he did at the weekend yeah. again, it's, it's not really a contest. But Lamella's, I think, he's got a part to play in the squad. Definitely, I, I do think Lamella. I thought Son kind of tailed off in the game against Juve. I thought I thought Barzali got to him. I thought the rough nature of the game kind of got to him, and I did think he tailed off in the second half, especially, and he became less effective. And that's where Lamella is probably has the advantage of him. Lamella. No one bullies Lamella. He's a fucking little is it shit. You know? I, d- I, 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 I think he hasn't. A, a place in the squad Lamella yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Uh, Lucas Moura didn't come on but that shows again what the options oh, did he come on and no, I think didn't. just sorry final point right. Lamella I think Alderweireld and Winks and Rose are showing how difficult it is to come back from a long term injury and get anywhere near the team like they're only playing at the moment in the, the sort of well Alderweireld's injured though isn't he well, yeah, but he he got fit, didn't yeah. get in the team. He played a couple of FA Cup games, right. got hurt again. Yeah. Um, to to get to a point where you're in contention for the, the big games, 
I mean, he rotates the fullbacks for, for the kind of lesser league games. We we know that in the FA Cup games, but mm. to get to that point where you're in consideration to play in Turin as Lamella did, I think takes a lot of work because Pochettino demands a certain level of fitness and for him to be out for 13 months and then do that just a lot about him and I think those other guys are showing just how hard it is to get back to kind of peak fitness and, and rhythm yeah absolutely um, we've got a question from Daniel Morris on Facebook just going back to Son he said would, uh, would Son be so happy and positive if he was on Twitter I don't <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want to go into the Spurs Twitter we talked about it so many times I'm not going to talk about that but it does raise a point do you think that he should have a, a social media account he has an uh, Instagram account I don't think he? there's any kind of obligation to no I have one but I, I do not think that he, he shows enough personality on the pitch that he doesn't need a social media account yeah kind of and I think it, I mean it would be massive wouldn't it because what's easily forgotten about Sun as well is he's like the biggest celebrity in South Korea by by miles well, as miles. far as I know he's sort of the Beckham yeah. but when Beckham was still a player you yeah. know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big icon so it's kind of surprising, actually, now I think about it, that he doesn't have one. You'd think that someone in his team would be... Maybe she can't be asked. She can't, yeah, I mean, can't why not? give it bollocks. Um, <clears throat> Christian Eriksen had a, 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 a superb game. Again, just his kind of general class. Uh, loving this season, loved last season. Quality player. Um, I don't know what else to say. He's great. Uh, did play well. Uh, Deli Ali had a great game as well. A great goal celebration. I think he's waited like 14 games to, to, to get that goal. It's a, the funny thing about Ali he's last season he scored a lot of goals but he would go missing in games this season he seems to be always involved but scoring less it's do you think of, it's about what you, what you mentioned a while back about that, that you can either get involved or you can run into space yeah. it's quite difficult to do both he's definitely trying to play make more and I haven't had a problem with his performances this year I, I, I like what he's trying to do and <coughs> I like the results we're getting from him and he's under an intense kind of media spotlight and it's getting to him and he's turning up at a ground like Bournemouth where he, he has no real beef with Bournemouth fans we don't have any beef with them and immediately from the first whistle they're all over him Yeah, and that is from a sustained media kind of campaign against him but, and he's creating that as well I kind of disagree with that I think he's, I think he's enjoying it I think, I think he loves it yeah do you think it gets to him? I don't, I don't, well, I don't, I don't think, think it's, him, I don't it's, think it's, it's getting to him on, on, on the pitch. He's obviously I, having I an he's effect. He's feeding off it almost. But he's obviously hearing it and reacting to it because his celebration was quite nice. But that does go to show that it's in his mind. Yeah. So he's, if, he's, he's aware of it, but I don't. I, I honestly think he's the kind of player that kind of revels in it. I always think back to that game against. AFC Wimbledon when he, he was legitimately getting booed and they're the only team that's actually got a good yeah, book yeah, yeah. he's an MK Don's academy graduate and he came on loads of boos and just nutmegs with their player yeah, with his yeah, beautiful, it? smirks his tits off and it's just like yeah we've got a question from Pete Weston he says do you think we need an Edgar Davids type player in the squad loads of experience who has won everything to help us through games like Juve um, don't think Edgar, Edgar <laughs> Davids would have saved us as Juve no I think I think Pochettino is learning from his mistakes and he will realise that at 1-0 up with 60 minutes gone you don't need to keep going chasing the game all of a sudden you're allowed to take 10 minutes where you're just not going to bother going forward and I Take, 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 take the sting out, sting out of, of yeah, yeah. Just we, we were relentless we were so good that first 15 minutes of the second half and we were pushing and trying to get the, the important second goal when the onus wasn't really on us we could have just give tried the ball. to hit on the break maybe. yeah give the ball to Juventus a bit like we did against Real Madrid mm. and we'll learn from that it was well yeah like it went, if, if he was Allegri's age yeah. maybe he would have definitely done that as well I mean Allegri is taking a Juve team which 
isn't that great to two Champions League finals in the last three years you know yeah I don't, <coughs> isn't Lorente's won everything mm. and he didn't help much against Juve yeah. alright let's quickly do Lorente before we break for the first half um do you, in, in Kane's absence, Spardy, um, <laughs> want him to feature at all? He didn't no, well against Rochdale. I, I've come to the point now where I think we, we, we're never, we're never going to sign a striker as good as Kane. So we need to stop to kind of signing the cheaper version of a Kane that can play that Kane role. Yeah. So we've tried to replace Kane with players who are never able to replicate, replicate. what Kane does. Then who can? So Exactly. So let's just scrap this experiment now and let's focus on a player like Sun who can get minutes playing either with Kane or instead of Kane instead of trying to find a replacement for Kane 100% that's where I am and I, and I think actually if you look at it we've got probably the squad to do that right now I, I, I think I think the only one that would possibly could get changed is maybe you upgrade Lamella for someone who could score a few more few more goals yeah perhaps. that's the only way and, or maybe you just take the that's out Luka, the Lucas maybe Lucas is that player the, the fact is that Lucas has featured fleetingly and we knew that that would be the case I think we everyone realised that he probably wouldn't be up to speed until next season yeah where he it was made, more like an opportunistic buy at that time I think yeah and uh, you know it's going to take him time to get ready he's looked great when he's come on That's, I'm not discounting the fact that he, he is, doesn't look he's, what, what I've been impressed about it, about, it, about Lucas is um, it's less his ability to go past the player which we expect from him but his vision or, or, or to play an unlikely pass to cut back or, or, or play a reverse diagonal um, that, that was impressive certainly against Rochdale I thought that, that it showed a class above perhaps on the ball that we've had other than kind of Ericsson and Ali at times but definitely Ericsson in terms of picking that pass Lamella, Ericsson and, and Lucas seem to be kind of front running in that area of the pitch mm-hmm. um, alright uh, but what, Lorente, sorry, before we break, what what what? what yeah, I, I, I completely agree with Barty. Been saying it for a while that I think the way the way forward now is not to have a best of striker because it just doesn't work. Like we've tried a young player in Janssen with similar quality to Kane. We tried Lorente with slightly different qualities and experienced head, and there's Soldado he, as well. Soldado, I mean, Kane wants to play every game. He's fit enough to play more or less every game. Mm. It's impossible for a specialist striker to get any form, any rhythm. Which com- is so important to that game. Yeah, and the confidence just drops, the questions start, mm. and it would be better to have either a very young player who could kind of do a job in the FA Cup and maybe play for the under-23, something like that, or just to have another wide player like Son Mora who could play up front. Mm. All right, fair enough. Uh, that's it for the first half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Now we've got Windy. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. And this week, I'm going to focus on Cameron Carter-Vickers, who was named the Ipswich Town Player of the Month for February. Ipswich played against Sheffield United, Carter-Vickers' previous club, on the weekend. And 
He was rated very, very highly by the media, local press and also the fans. So, for example, the East Anglian Daily Times said of him, 8 out of 10, was playing against the side he represented during the first half of the campaign and not for the first time was the Blues standout player. The Tottenham youngster showed what just why Mick McCarthy would like to be at the front of the queue to retain him for next season as he once again read the game superbly, was positionally excellent and looked as composed as any Ipswich player on the ball. A quick look on Twitter... And I see ITFC underscore Steve said, Carter Vickers is just a man mountain. Nothing gets past him and he just oozes class. Defence just looks so much more solid with him in it. Would love it if we could get him beyond this season. Hashtag ITFC. And James Kindred says, Carter Vickers is so strong, doesn't ever seem to lose a 50-50. Been really impressed with him. Can't understand why Sheffield United would send him back. However, there... T-H-E-R-E. Loss is out. Gain. Hashtag ITFC. Got to say that Sheffield United fan Hayden Foster called it bang on. Gatovic is with shite for us, so I expect a prime John Terry-esque performance against us today. And on the post on which he was um, mentioned as the February player of the month, there were plenty of promising replies, uh, not least from a bunch of Spurs fans, but also some Ipswich fans. Mary McCourt said, well-deserved, thought he might get it. Applause, hashtag ITFC. Tina Atkinson, well-deserved, muscles, football, heart. Unofficial Martin Kemp, sign him up. Mandy Garner, such a great player. Barry Morris, great player. Peter Jordan, really good player, another lone sonny of quality. So all in all, it's safe to say he's going down a treat with Ipswich fans and certainly fitting in better there than he did at Sheffield United. A quick mention to the youth teams, because our under-23s won 3-1 away at Arsenal on Saturday, which is a great result, naturally. We came back from 1-0 down. Our goals scored by TJ Ayoma, Oliver Skip and Keenan Bennett, who scored a 25-yard free kick. Our assistant manager, Justin Cochran, said it's a fantastic result. The boys showed good spirit and quality at the right moments and once again showed good character after going a goal down to recover. So a 3-1 win is very pleasing. An under-19 team will play Porto in the UEFA Youth League quarterfinal on Tuesday. It's a three o'clock kickoff. I believe it will be televised on BT. So if you can get out of work early, then it should be a good one. And then on Wednesday um, morning, our under-18s play Swansea. That's a rearranged match from a, one postponed uh, a while back. That's it for this week. Apologies to anyone offended by my terrible northern accent. If you're interested in hearing more about our young players or players out on loan, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Thank you very much for continuing with us. Um, thank you very much to Windy as well. Season ticket prices are announced for the new stadium. Uh, what, what was your immediate reaction to them, Bardi? Um, I was disappointed. I was expecting... I mean, I saw the headlines, the Spurs-centric headlines where you can get season tickets for £900 in the wall, but then the reality set in that when I looked at it, those tickets are either at the top or there's very few of them. So as someone who's um, first-time season ticket holder this year at Wembley, I was expecting a bit more excitement, a bit more incentive to get a ticket. I've gone from 100% yes to now I'm maybe about... 70-30 there's 30% doubt in me now without, without paying a lot of money you're unlikely to get into into that that single tier stand I'd imagine for a season ticket yeah or 
I mean, I don't. I, you got to see. I'm in. A, I'm in a quite a low phase. So I've phase got eight. Seen, phase six. Phase six. Phase eight. <laughs> Who's in phase eight? Is there a phase eight? Someone who just decided to sports first today. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've got to see what's left when it comes to me and. Um, it's just it's just like I'm still will probably get one but it's hit me you know it's like a little bit of a gut punch where I was like oh, yeah I'm mm. going to get it straight away do it now I'm having to ponder the amount of money I think it's it's a bit of a shame that there are corporate options in the single tier stand for sure so yeah. there's this thing called the 1882 package or whatever it was I got when I first saw that I got quite excited I thought it was going to be like you know an atmosphere atmosphere huh? not a yeah, yeah. Uh, got a question from FM uh, Slick Back says you guys feel proud that an 1882 membership is named after you guys um, I 100% don't think it's named after <laughs> us guys uh, if those new new listeners to the podcast um, the Fine Cock used to run something called 1882 Movement which was about bringing atmosphere back to the old White Hart Lane and going to watch youth games and supporting them like it was the first team um, uh, I, I, I don't know I, I I, I, my first instinct when I looked at it, I was like, well, there's season tickets there for 795 quid. In London, that isn't bad pricing. Um, but there's so few of them mm. that it kind of is, it's almost a tokenistic effort. I, I, yeah. I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't really feel like it's an issue for me because I haven't had a season ticket ever. And now, obviously, I go to games as press, so I don't have to buy a ticket, unlike you. Yeah, scum. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't feel like it's an issue for me. I do. I do think. I do think the trust, as usual, the sports trust, um, got the right tone with their statement. Yeah, which you can read on their website. Uh, and when they said it's a missed opportunity, I think that's a nice way of putting it. I don't think it's a huge surprise because. The reason Spurs are building the stadium is to compete with their competitors. A lot of their competitors are doing this kind of thing. Mm. Um, they need they need it to make money for them because they've spent a lot of money on it. Yep. So it's not a huge surprise, and obviously supply and demand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I do feel like there was there's such a tremendous amount of goodwill from everyone like going into that stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone's excited about it. The team's still doing well on the pitch. It's just all set up. It was all set up so nicely, and I think the, the danger is that you know, people go there and instead of being excited about everything they kind of take a anti-modern football stance and they're like fuck the cheese room you know fuck the microbrewery fuck the Tottenham experience etc because they're being charged more than they can afford for their ticket yeah and so that, that's that's the danger and it's obviously a balance the club has to strike and and I do wonder if they've just gone the wrong side of that yeah it's the price rise on the on the east side so like people who someone who sat in the shelf now is looking at a t- season ticket of like upwards of 100 1250 pounds and up and that's where these kind of loyal supporters have always sat there or they've always sat in the lower um, the south lower all of a sudden they their ticket prices have just gone through the roof and the, the rise of them and the, the lack of actual accessible season tickets I mean it's a lot of fucking money now and yeah. yeah it's I always mean, been a lot of money but now it's when you start breaking a grand on anything all of a sudden it starts like ah okay I think one of, the, one of the issues I've had as well is that unless you're willing to shell out on a very expensive season ticket that if you want to remain a member and obviously there's lots of fans out there that can't afford to to pay £100 a month even if it's a you know the part payment system where you get your season ticket on credit and pay it back over the season if they can't afford that they're they're, they're kind of 
they're stuck being a member. Yeah. And there's only 6,000 tickets available for members mm -hmm. in a stadium that has 62,000 seats now. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> you know, I mean... I'm in that bracket. I can't afford to buy a season ticket. I haven't got a grand a year to spend on that. You know, there's other things in my life that that money needs to go to. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm not saying I'm not in a position where I can get a ticket. I can. Like, it, but the, even at, you know, the White Hart Lane towards the end where everybody wanted to be there, I always managed to find a ticket if I wanted one. Um, 6,000 tickets doesn't seem like a lot for members. And members for a long time at Spurs made up the vast majority of the, the support we've got a huge waiting list or we had a huge waiting list for season tickets well White Hart Lane when it was um, the final season when there was members owned, when members were applying we had like, like 10, 10 11,000 members I think at some point applying for certain games that's like half of them aren't going to get near it yeah um, <clears throat> but some of the stuff I do quite like I mean the bars I mean I've, I've been on this pod many times and complained about not being able to have a piss and go to the bar at the same time I'm quite excited about the fact that I can do that now what and have a, have a beer afterwards as well having the bars a beer open. afterwards you don't have to rush out you you because sometimes you rush to the pub something you can just like pretty much just go and the fact that you can that's wander. what you want mate you're, you're being sucked into it yeah maybe <laughs> but I quite like staying in the stadium spending money can all walk, afternoon because, convenience is a good thing and you being thing. able to walk pre-game you can walk to another block you can walk to another part of the stadium and like meet other friends, yeah, and you can wander around instead of just being uh, stuck. Um, yeah, I, no, I, I get that completely. Yeah, Tom made a good point on on the Tottenham Way podcast this week that it, it does feel like it's being set up as like an all day experience now, and and Barty's just kind of confirmed that that point. I think that you know they want you to be getting there early and going mm. to a nice restaurant or going to a nice food outlet going to a shop you know one watching the game and then you know standing by this goal line 65 meter bar for four or five hours afterwards as you might have done previously in yeah. you know one of the pubs around White Hart Lane and I'm not saying that that's that's a that's a bad thing but I, I do think you know ultimately I think it will force uh, force the local pubs to Make sure they're serving decent beer. Yeah, if it's if they offer if, because if, if it's Spurs just offer, the Carlsberg, no, I'm like, not going there. But like, no. you know, 3.8. But Spurs offer a good fucking beer instead of like the Bell and Head well, charging. They've got, they've like, well, they've got the microbrewery, haven't they? They can have all these um, craft, craft beers. beers. If it's a if it's a good beer and it's a decent atmosphere and you can get served, then I'm quite happy to bin off the Bell and Head. Do you know right? what I think the reality is? Is that the vast majority of Spurs fans don't really care how much the ticket prices cost. You know, we've got an affluent fan base. Um, I think the vast majority can afford it. They will pay. They don't look at the price. They look at the opportunity to buy one. All of the, all of the Spurs fans outside of Twitter, the people I know in, in, in real life um, that are not associated to the podcast, that are just general, normal people that go to, go to the football, they, their only concern is getting a season ticket. But now you're, you're looking at the demographic of Tottenham's future future next four or five years of being older automatically yeah, there, there, there is there is a section of this this uh, you know there are there are affordable tickets for the local community that, that, are, that are in there and and also for young fans there's a batch of affordable tickets that you can buy so they they have i think they're aware of it it might not be enough yeah to, to kind of negate that problem but the age of season ticket holders has been going up at spurs for, for many years and probably all, all 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 football clubs i think only arsenal arsenal have the youngest um, collection of season ticket holders of any Premier League club, which makes sense because mm. they're, 
they've only, they've only come into existence since Wenger. Yeah, pretty much. So you know, you can understand that. Um, it's just I didn't not expect it. I kind of I thought that this would happen. The season ticket prices were frozen in the last few seasons at White Hart Lane. Um, it was always going to go up. It's just for those that are struggling to afford it, which is I think everyone around this table, if they wanted to get one. Um, it is frustrating but I think there's a lot of Spurs fans out there that are not really worried about the money and if you're in that situation you don't really care about or, or it doesn't come into your consideration when buying a season ticket um, yeah I mean I'll probably still get one but it, it it just burns a little bit more you know and the thing like is, is the club the club know as any Premier League club knows is that after a few games you'll get over it a yeah. couple of wins at the new the stadium it's all the goodwill there yeah. you get over this stuff the, the, I don't think the club didn't anticipate that there would be some reaction from the Spurs support but they know because our support is so good and, and everyone enjoys going to watch Spurs and the team's doing so well now that they can put the prices up ride the initial storm of um, discontent and, uh, and crack on with running their football club. And, and the fact is, as fans, we all want Alderweireld to sign a new contract. We want Kane to be given an extension. We want Deli Ali to sign. We want to buy new players that can make us compete. We, we want to be like Juve. We want to have Dybala and, and Douglas Costa and, and Alexandro to play for our team. And to but do I, that, you, yeah. have to, you have to charge the premium all the time. But no, I know this doesn't... Unless you have some sort of rich benefactor. This doesn't make sense and it doesn't even come into it, but... Spurs have then also got to show us some kind of commitment. I know this, they, they don't, don't even, have to. They don't have to. Of course not. They It'd don't be nice if they did. Yeah. If they, I mean, I'm committing a chunk of my my hard-earned money. Fucking don't sell any of our good players and go out and buy some good players as well. well I mean, that, that's. I mean, see, if, they, see, if I get my, a season ticket, then they my, sell Kane. My worry, my worry is that it, I think that, that we could potentially lead into a situation that they have at Arsenal, with the most expensive season tickets in in, in uh, probably in Europe. I'd imagine, uh, but certainly in in England, the most expensive season tickets, where it creates a level of discontent. There, the Spurs are, are riding a line between the, a very a very narrow, uh, yeah. thin line. Uh, that if things start going wrong, immediately fans will turn because of the money they're they're expected to pay to get in. At Arsenal, they've had twelve, thirteen years of. In their eyes, perceived mediocrity, where winning three FA Cups in that time wasn't enough. At Spurs, there's a lot of goodwill because of the way things are going, but it's only a matter of time between large sort of sections of the support turning because they know how much money they're having to pay in. I think we're, we're heading towards that situation unless we go on an unbelievable spell of success. Anything, anyone? No, I agree. No, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Um, Tony Burrows, 81, he says, How important is it for Poch to field a full strength side against Swansea? How would you feel if we're a weakened side, if we put out a weakened side and lost? Oh, fucking, I'd be really upset with Pochettino. Not that he gives a shit, but I'd. I'd he would give I'd, a shit I'd, about this. I'd, I'd, should, no, 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 not that he'd give a shit about me being upset, no. but I'd, I'd be. I'd be seething. I think it's a, a really difficult balance for him that he's got to get right because I think he, he will want to reward players like Vaughan and I suspect Vaughan will start oh God. for one why, why is that a problem buddy? well Lloris is better and Lloris is our strongest goalkeeper yeah, I mean, Poch's view of the FA Cup has it's been done to death. I imagine, but he you, guys, did, imagine you guys have done it to death and yeah. I don't really want to go over it that much. He, he, I don't think he essentially believes that 
it will really change anything for Spurs to win a cup, expend resources competing against these kind of super rich clubs to win a domestic cup that no one will remember in a couple of years. So I don't, so I don't think he, he, that his mind is going to have been changed even by the Champions League exit. But he did but obviously bit off last year. In the semi-final, he played Vorm the whole way through. And then but, not, he, but not in the quarter-final. And it, he played I think... Well, he played Loris in the semi-final. Did he play Vorm in the Yeah, I, th- I think, I think <coughs> if, if Spurs gets the semi-final, then he will say to Vorm, you know, your work is done. Yeah. You know, we're at Wembley against you know, potentially United or Chelsea. Uh, so I think it would, that will happen again if Spurs win on Saturday but I do think Vaughan will start and, and as I said I wouldn't be too surprised if Lorente was up front and, and then it's like you know, who, who else has he played has he played the, the, the deputy fullbacks has he played four so, so does, he, does he play this game as a duty to the players that have got us this far so far or does he think well we've got two weeks to the next game and so well, we can if, if, I, if I was in charge of Tottenham I'd be playing the very strongest team yeah. but I, I don't think Pochettino will but he, he, there's such a narrative where it hasn't been before about winning thing, winning something but you're, you're saying he owes a duty to a group of players I don't that, think he does no that have taken but us maybe to he like does. a replay against Newport and Rochdale <laughs> and really struggled against um, MK Dons yeah uh, no, no uh, Wimbledon he Wimbledon. may think that but, but I don't think I, I think he'd go into the game not even considering the previous ties and think I'm going to do what's right to create the, the correct harmony in the squad that's got us this far and got us to this situation no I, I think he'll play he'll, if, um, if Ali's fit and um, Son is okay he'll play these guys I'm pretty sure he'll go he'll go all out for this we um, don't have a game on Wednesday do we, we no we see, we've got a week after we've got nothing now to, we've got yeah. Swansea and then Chelsea in, in, in two and a half weeks yeah. uh, Loro1882 he says would you rather go into the new stadium playing Champions League football or FA Cup winners if it can be only one Dan Kilpatrick of ESPN. Uh, Champions League football. I know it's not popular, but that's my answer, Flav. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> FA Cup. I quite like an FA Cup. What, so finish fifth in an FA Cup? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. It, this question, we get asked this question every season. We had a, we enjoyed the Champions League this year, but FA Cup would be great. I sort of subscribe to the Pochettino view. Obviously, I want Tottenham to win the FA Cup. It'll be good for me personally and professionally, and it'll be great for Tottenham, and I really want it to happen. But I also subscribe to the kind of Pochettino view that winning the FA Cup is less significant for Spurs in regards to keeping players like Kane, Ali, Son, Alderweireld happy than Champions League football would be. I agree too. And, and, it's, and, a, it's a shame. But do you don't think like a little, and I why, why look? Why can't we? Why can't we? This is the thing. Is is this a mentality that people that, that, that fans have? And I know this is just a a quandary that that makes interesting discussion or should be interesting discussion. But what? Why can't we finish in the top four and win the FA Cup? We can, of course. Yeah, Spurs can. And um, we should this I, year. I, having said what I just we're said, better like, than Chelsea also, and better than Man United. Also, subscribe to the view that you you got to learn how to win stuff. I think. Clough the most famous manager for saying that and he said the most important thing in winning two European Cups back to back was winning this competition called the Anglo-Scottish Cup which doesn't even exist and only existed for about four years Mm. but Forrest won it when they were nobodies and they taught the players how to win and I think that there's there's something in that definitely you've you've got to experience winning 
and then you want more of it. And so it, what are you? you get a what taste you, for it. So you change your mind? No, I'm not changing my mind. But I also feel, you know, in, in conjunction with that point, that probably Spurs would learn more from that game, that two-legged game against Juve, than they would from say beating Southampton in the semi and then you know getting past Chelsea in the final. Uh, maybe it's but maybe. It's, it's yeah but you know there's, there's so much value in, and, and Pochettino's comments after the Juve game were great and he sort of gave five or six specific examples of where their experience was a factor mm. um, and I, it was one of those games where you just felt at the time and immediately afterwards oh Spurs are going to take so much from that and you genuinely it's often a message a kind of you know Dawson will bounce back kind of message oh we'll learn from it but on that occasion I did think they're definitely going to take something from that yeah well Chiellini said after the game in really good English as well that Spurs need to learn how to win at the crucial moments I think FA Cup long term would be better for us but then I do agree that we need Champions League but I'm with Flav let's do get both let's have both why can't we oh yeah I'm also that mind about what getting both yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely um uh, top, top marshes. He says, "How many teaspoons of your poo can you eat in one minute? If it was worth ten thousand pounds, Dan Kilpatrick." <laughs> I told you the last time I came on, I don't like like poo chat. <laughs> <laughs> what just makes you sick or you recoil? Or just prudish. No, I just don't you know like enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're you're here to give, not to, not to just be, be comfortable. What's the question? You got you get ten k for every teaspoon you. Eat. How many could you eat in a minute? <laughs> I, I don't think like, like all right, Dan. We'll leave you out of this. Okay, but just close Cheers, your, close your ears. All right. I think it would depend on what I've been eating. I would I would need to I would need to <laughs> I would need to tailor my diet. The up thing until is, the day. physically, you couldn't eat any more. Than one, even you could you could put it in your mouth and you'd be spewing everywhere. You'd be spewing everywhere. So it's not about it's not about how many you could eat. You would you would be purging. No, you you yeah, if you take no, a, you it doesn't matter. I reckon I could do two. <laughs> I, I reckon I could do two. I reckon I you could do one. I don't think I could do any. You I, could like, stab your you'd stab your mum for money. So yeah, of course. No, I don't. Just, uh, just to add context to that, it's a little juke in the, <laughs> in the leg. It's not like stab her in the throat or anything. It's like if I say to you, mum, this is this is this has yeah. got a, a ten grand on it, and I just give her a little yeah. with a pen knife, a little juke in the leg. What well, do you mean, an artery? No, we talked about this before. Yeah. There's there's loads of flesh in, <laughs> in the fire that you could hit. My mum's um, she's not an athlete, so you know I, I reckon I could definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the way you grabbed a groin as well. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, mean, I asked my wife. Awkwardness. I loved, loved it. I loved I asked it. my wife this question: Would she stab her mum? From she wouldn't all the way up. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't, she wouldn't stab me for any money. For no money, I couldn't. She didn't have a limit. I just kept going. She wouldn't do it. See, the thing is, and I'd love to talk to her about this. It's fine in a hypothetical situation, but when the money's on the table, would you do it? It's like an indecent proposal. Do you know what? That's one one of the things. It's like meeting my my current missus. Um, not oh, this is my favourite subject. Your current missus. Yeah, not, not this fa- is your weakness. I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It genuinely, is. This is one of the. Things, I've never been like this in my life. This is great. Ever. So, like, if any if any dick goes near my missus, <laughs> I'm biting it off. No matter how much money's on the table. Just throwing just like a bodyguard, throwing yourself in yeah. between. Like, like she doesn't even run there, and I come out from between the curtains. But when the dick is out, the mistake's already been made. She's already made that decision. No, it might the be that we've out. agreed that the, the, the million okay. pound on the table, or ten million pound on the table, was agreed. Yeah. But the minute the dick comes out, 
But you wouldn't be there. Chew, no, no, I would be there. This rich guy would I'd take, be in the walls, boat, mate. take on a boat out into the Caribbean and would do it with the sun and the waves. I'd hire scuba gear and, and, and a fucking... What's it called? That so you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't do it for ten million? You'd nah, be doing decent. N- nothing I can like, unless we're splitting up afterwards. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry. Indecent proposal. <laughs> Indecent proposal was a horrible film. <laughs> it, it never used to be horrible. Now it's horrible. I feel oh god. I look at what you, if we were watching that, I'd look at it and go, "Would you? Would you do this?" And I, I couldn't accept it. What if she said I'd do it? I'd, it I'd struggle massively <laughs> I really would anyway can we move on uh, Elliot Martin 96 he says should City win the next two games they'll come to Wembley as new champions how do we feel about the prospects of our players giving Carl Walker the guard of honour what is all of this bollocks before we move on to that what is all of this bollocks about guard of honour it should never be a thing all of these are our competitors we're gladiators in the arena in the, in the arena don't fucking applaud them in the success especially there at success which has been fucking financially doped Tradition, though, isn't it? Yeah, fuck tradition. But it would be sweet if it was your team, though. It's tradition for Hispanic men to stick knives in balls. That's tradition. It doesn't mean it should happen. But it happens a lot in rugby after every game. They give a guard of honour to the team that wins. Yeah, that's rugby. It's just show respect that after the battle, you yeah, still respect. The same, Alex the, would love this. The same, group, love the same group of men walk around with their balls hanging out of their trousers seeing who can flick each other in the balls in the bar. That's the same sport. <laughs> just because it's tradition doesn't mean you should yeah. do it. It's tradition to fucking mutilate you know, female... Genitalia mutilation. Where's that tradition? Uh, that in, in oh, that's not let's in leave places, it. But in, yeah. in places in the world where it's horrible. <laughs> I'm just, sorry to take it dark. I'm just I'm trying to to, to get some. I, I, I know, I'm I'm okay with it. I think I think it's a quite nice tradition actually. I I, I don't. Nice show of respect. We know why Carl Walker. It, uh, it, it, cre- it creates it creates for want of a better word sportsmanship. No, it, it creates nice bitterness and banter as well. I mean, it, it, yes, it could be Tottenham, but how funny would it be if they'd have won one more game and it was United having to do that? Mm. We'd all be loving it. Like when, Van Persie, <coughs> when it happened to Van Persie at, uh, um, at the Emirates, where Arsenal had to give him yeah, the guard of honor. Perfect That's example. Great. It's, 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 it's brilliant. I respect, I, I respect tradition in that sense. <laughs> but Just, Kyle Walker, I don't have any personal beef. He's a little bit of a snake, but I don't have any real beef I with him. Uh, yeah, nor do I. You know, he went to Man City. He's played well. He's in a great team. He, he went. He went to Man City to win trophies. Yeah. We knew what he was going there for. Yeah. We know that they're financially doped. He's won a trophy. No, no big yeah. surprise. His decision's been well justified. The fact is, though, is that if this was the case, that it means that Man City have won the, the league against Man United. Which yeah, which would, be, which would be glorious. Which, which, would, which would be would, fucking would funny. Would make any guard of honour so, worth <coughs> swallowing. We put a couple of tweets out. We put one tweet out, which, was, which people, Man United fans reacted really badly to, which was Man United bottled it because they lost against Sevilla. Yeah. And that wasn't really about Man United fans. It was about how Spurs have been classed as bottlers for not winning leagues and Champions Leagues and whatever. Um, but Man United fans took it to heart and we got a lot of at in the mentions. So we put out another one um, which showed how poorly they've performed in, since 2011 in the Champions League. We've got lots and lots and lots of at. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I just uh, I don't know what I'm going with this. What was all about? Uh, so that, that, that's the reason why um, I think it'd be funny if Man City then go to win the league uh, against United because for, for such a long time Man City have been such a tiny little football club compared to their giant neighbours. Yeah, uh, and now it's all come come around. I mean, I don't agree with the ethics behind Man City and the the city conglomerate. I don't really agree with it, but I've 
don't mind seeing a, a different team playing nice football, winning the league against Man United. Uh, Mourinho is uh, is a dinosaur. It's about time he just fucked off out of this country. Do you reckon? Yeah, that's not get in a Brexit way. I'm just saying, he sound, did it? <laughs> yeah, he did a little get out of my country. But yeah, but just get out and just I've just had enough of of his of his kind of press conferences and his post match comments and his slide digs and everything else. I've had enough. He's t- I'm tired of Mourinho. No one else tired of him. He did slip into the Brexit thing really easily there. Who me? Yeah. No. What are you like when uh, a person of another ethnicity cuts you up on the motorway? I'm fine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> how do you feel about? No one cuts you up. No one cuts you up. He was like, oh, all right, Cole Walker. <laughs> on. Um, I was going to no say. I was going to say. Uh, tell, 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 <laughs> no, has anyone ever cut you up? Uh, yeah, a couple of people. No, I was going to say. I, I don't think it would be. It, it, it wouldn't be the best thing if the first player to kind of leave Postuni Spurs went and won like the title and made say the Champions League double mm. and and loads of shit and like four times more. Well, when attracting new players. No, I just, just think for the, for the current stone. squad. You know, it, for the current squad, it would have been it would have been a lot more preferable if Walker had got hurt and Tuti had a bad season, and, and th- we could say, well, that was wasn't the best decision. Yeah, but it's yeah. just been so well justified, hasn't it? Like, no, no, he said, I want to be paid what I'm worth and uh, win trophies, and <laughs> both are going to happen. But there, there will be it would happen if you go to that football club. It's like yeah, in, in the, it, exactly. He, I mean, it's not like he joined Liverpool or he joined a team which is on our kind of level. He went and joined a, a team that's operating in a different mm. plane to us. Generally, what's your opinion of Man City? Are you kind of in admiration of what they're doing? Uh, you know what, what Pep Guardiola's built, or do you look at it and think it's all a bit hollow? Yeah, I think what you, the point you made earlier when you said, "Oh, if it's going to be an English team winning the Champions League, it's got to be Man City." Uh, that that sort of sums up my feelings, really. I think I'm sort of quite indifferent to them, really, because they are just on a different plane financially, and you have to admire the way they play football. I think it has been really enjoyable to watch, but at the same time. I think Pep Guardiola pitched himself as a kind of different kind of coach when he was at Barcelona and in the early years of his coaching career. Talking about young players coming through. Yeah, young players coming through. And, and now it does just feel like they're going to keep spending and keep spending and keep spending. Because and that results in success. Because, yeah, That's it what results they want. in success. And, and, what? and you know, what, what can you do? I don't know if you have the answer to this, but what, what, what's the end game for the investors? What, what do they want? Like, they just love football and they want to have to there's a, there's, a, there's a really good article in the Guardian it's a long read about um, what the City Football Group are, are trying to do basically and I recommend anyone reads it because it's well, well, fact, it's, it's, it's really depressing essentially they're, they're, they're trying to make football both global and local so they build a network of clubs around the world and they've already got um, yeah, New York City. Mind me. New got, York City. It's a got, team in uh, Melbourne. In Melbourne, Melbourne City. Right, yeah. they've they've got a team in Uruguay. Uruguay. All playing um, um, Man City's colours. Yeah, yeah and, and all be part under the City Group umbrella, and, and Man City will be the flagship team. To the end that 
to the end that I think you, you make a fuckload of money and have a fuckload of well, success. more money than they're investing yeah, I mean even yeah. it would become it self-sustainable profitable business like yeah. um, Mui what's his name um, Huddersfield he is a Man City player uh, Aaron Moy Aaron Moy yeah. he is a Man City player for all intents and purposes but he's never played for Man City so his route and then his his signing ended up with money going back to the, the original company so there's up between clubs isn't yeah. there won't there come a time then if I'm not sure if you know the answer to this uh, where FIFA look at it and go well you can't co-own clubs you can't trade players between clubs that you own well there's a transfer tran- they get sold I guess no I know but Man City uh, Aaron Moy moved from they've already been hit by a fine they've Okay. For, for something there was a really dodgy few deals or like loan deals so is, is, does that fine outweigh the potential financial might that they will end up returning and if it doesn't then surely that should change I don't know I mean I don't know honestly but I think they they're doing things by the book at the moment and they've just found it's the brainchild of the, the guy um, the former Barcelona guy Tixie Burgers thing yeah and it, this is an idea he pitched to Barcelona and they essentially said no yeah. and he took it to City and it's obviously a great idea and it requires a um, huge amount of wealth to do it, it to a lot buy of football money. clubs to build stadium to, to invest in personnel but I think the, the thing I took from it was, a, was Barca had something like 100 million fans around the globe yeah. and they were only turning over 100 million euros per year so they worked out it was one euro per fan mm. which is obviously a terrible return so by making these local clubs by having kind of a New York City club shop in New York and getting everyone on board and selling loads of merchandise 20 euro yeah, yeah. And, and Man City merch at the same time you you essentially make football global and local and you maximise profits around the globe it's not a not new. It's, it's, this is a philosophy. This is a new one that we've seen with loads of money behind it. But the Pozzo family did something on a much smaller scale with Udinese, Granada, and Watford. That's right. Of yeah. moving players, among, but obviously they didn't have the finances of um, of um, Sheikh Mustafa. Do you know Grosso? Is it Grosso? Pozzo. Pozzo. Sorry, he he bought Troy Deeney uh, a very expensive Rolex watch for scoring plus twenty goals in all competitions for three seasons straight. Yeah. Uh, because he's the first ever Watford player to do it. Okay, nice. And Troy Dean and now, Troy Dean now wears that watch, not as a, a symbol of a symbolism of his financial success, but to. Uh, to, to demonstrate the fact that he's been successful Troy Deeney's fascinating guy anyway look, fuck it actually let's, let, let's leave it here um, what was that you just showed me a picture, a picture of, of uh, Neymar. Neymar naked in a wheelchair paying tribute to Stephen Hawking on Twitter oh my god <laughs> that's, that's uh, actually him that, that's what he's doing that's uh, wow Stephen why is he naked I don't know he's got short time he's in Brazil isn't he he's being being chased around by Madrid he has got short time he's being chased around by Real Madrid agents what what the fuck in what world I suppose if if you're getting chased around by agents you get naked that's the only way to stop him what world does he think that's a good idea (laughs) Stephen Hawkins one of the greatest minds of our time that that, that created or or enabled the layman to understand um, quantum physics to then to be dismissed or belittled by Neymar. <laughs> I think. What I, world are we in? I don't know. I hope Stephen Hawking would have seen the funny side. Um, well, hopefully he's flying through a black hole somewhere. Fingers crossed. I'm sure he'd like that. Probably walking. He's probably walking and talking normally. So he's great for him. I tried to pay homage to him. Then. That's what I was doing. No, I know you was. I know you yeah. was. That's all good. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> he's probably walking oh, and talking. It's all alright, It's all yeah, fine. It's all right. I mean, he loved it. Um, what? <laughs> Do you know what he didn't love? The fucking nurse that slapped him about. That's out of order, isn't it? She slapped him about. Yeah, there was this thing about the, one of his nurses like slapping him about. It's not nice, is like, it? It's why. It's his wife. Yeah. Wife slapping him about. Wife and nurse. Yeah. Thanks for, cl- for clearing it up. <laughs> all right, that's it for the Fighting Got podcast. This is uh, you know the first, the last. Sort of, 10 minutes has definitely been for the 30% who stay with us and uh, if you are one of those then tweet us at love the shirt um, what we're going to be doing every time Arsenal fail to win a cup competition or every time Chelsea Man City any English club fail to win a cup competition we're going to call them butlers on Twitter. Great. That's yeah, like that yeah. so, cause it went so well against Man United and they went crazy in our mentions. We're yeah. going to be doing it against every club. So if you want to get involved in that, then follow us at Love the Shirt. Um, because it's be one of my most favourite things. On Thursday, if Milan do Arsenal, that would be great. Uh, if, if Milan turn over that 2 0 win, it would be incredible. Like butlers. Yeah. So, so join us at Love the Shirt and uh, otherwise, um, please keep uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll be back on Monday and Thursday next week and we'll see you then. Thank you very much, Dan, Cheers, for coming down. And uh, Buddy, thank you very thank much. Thank you mate. very much, guys. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m. I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.